edition of Len's Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest for the week, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush. So I hope everyone survived the Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp outage of 2021. Did you see the memes that were out there? I kind of had to partake in that. Uh, there were actually, so this is kind of funny, there were actually people in line at the T-Mobile store telling the clerk that their apps weren't loading on their phone. And it was just interesting how that would be the case. It, you know, it, it's like, oh, it's only you. Yeah, it's the Facebook and Instagram apps, not the phone not working. But it's like when the Internet goes out in your neighborhood and you ever be part of those annoying neighborhood pages and someone on the page says, hey, is anybody else having issues with the Internet? No, it's just you. It's just you. You know, I feel I really feel this is what I do. I really feel for the people whose birthday it was on October the 4th. So I want to wish everyone who was on October the 4th, a very happy birthday because they had to wait all day into the night for the barrage of messages wishing them the proverbial HBD. And it probably got even shortened because people just didn't have time. I mean, Facebook was out for as much as six hours on Monday, an extensive outage. It disrupted users and businesses around the world. It left Facebook looking for a solution. You know, they apologized for the outage, which affected its core platform and apps, including WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook Messenger, and an outside firm said it appeared to be the most widespread in its history. Facebook said the problem was due to networking issues, whatever that may be, right? You know, mm. uh, it, you know, this was amazing. This is actually what was amazing about it. The disruption hobbled communication, both essential and the mundane. So the cat videos were gone, but it cut off small businesses from customers and slowed e-commerce across the country. Some companies saw their operation revenue curtailed, while others sent out marketing pitches based on the services of going dark, right? Got to take advantage, right? Underscoring the extent of which Facebook, despite many controversies, it, it, and it challenges it faces all the time. It is the center of daily life around the globe. And we saw that because just before noon, everything kind of went dark. What was interesting, Facebook's internal communication was also affected. Some voice calls, work apps, calendar appointments. What was funny is they had to use Zoom <laughs> to remain connected throughout the day. At least Zoom was still up and running. And isn't that kind of a competitor? But in a blog Monday night, Facebook blamed the outage on a configuration error. I hope whoever did that um, is kind of interesting. If you saw some of the memes that were out there, it could be one of many people, Newman included, on Seinfeld. I saw that. That was kind of kind of funny. But there was a lot of those different uh, people who uh, said it. But they say... User data was not compromised, according to the company. Sure, it wasn't. And if anyone would actually tell us that it did, I don't think so, right? I don't think somebody right. would actually tell us. Um, some people use the time to actually get real work done, and some even writing letters and playing board games. Nah, I'm just playing. There was a panic like the scene from the 1977 movie Airplane where they mentioned, we're out of coffee. Oh, no. With that being said, it's time to bring on my guest for the week. He is the host of the Songwriter Connection podcast, a singer, songwriter, and former radio host. Let's welcome for the second time. He last appeared back on January the 2nd. Let's welcome Dave Lanahan. And Dave, Dave how are I, you? I am doing great. Did you survive great. the outage? I, I did. And I enjoyed your rant there. And I, I kind of have one of my own that goes along. To hear you say, I, I didn't hear what caused the outage. And now they're saying it was a network thing. Yeah. It's a network or configuration issue with the network. Yeah. 
That that's interesting. Um, nothing about this um, whistleblower on sixty minutes. Uh, it was before. a coincidence, Dave. Come on, you can't put the just two together. It was just a coincidence, right? It was like he was cleaning the gun when it suddenly yeah. went off, right? Is that <laughs> right. is that the is that the uh, George Carlin thing? The man walking around the world drowned yeah. today, or whatever. You know, it's kind of. <laughs> It's kind of, but it, I don't understand. It's no, like it's it, very yeah. suspect, isn't it? I mean, come on. Everything you know. Facebook does is sub- suspect, but look how it affects people. It's amazing how we are just, the phones are just, it is amazing. Like how yeah. we are just tied to this yeah. so bad. It is, it is, you know, I, and I, you know, I, I think, Lynn, that it is really, um, it has really helped to divide us today. Yes. You know, right down the middle, our politics and everything. It knows how you lean. You're seeing the stuff. If you're red, man, you're seeing the red stuff. If you're blue, you're seeing the blue stuff. And uh, and if anything that causes controversy that's going to enjoy people, get people to click more, that's what they're going to feed you more of. And it just it's a snowball of thing and it just keeps going. It, 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 you know what it makes me wonder, Len? You know, I studied radio a lot growing in broadcasting and I know you came from that area, too. But in the early days of radio, when it came on, uh, it was a mess. It was all about who had the biggest stick and the most power. There, w- there wasn't any regulation. Um, and, uh, you know, it was really, it, 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 they decided they really needed to regulate things. And the, uh, the radio commission came out, became the FCC eventually. This was like in the early 30s. And they said, we've got to do some regulation here. And I think we're at the time where we've got to look at our social media and network uh, in really all of the internet and start to look at how we can regulate it a little bit. Um, you know, whether it be the fairness doctrine, remember the fairness doctrine yes. when we were in broadcasting, <laughs> yes. you know, um, I, you know, and maybe that is impossible on the internet, but, uh, I think something has to, to give, don't you? I agree. Um, and I think that we need to, first of all, people need to go to therapy because like the Eagles said, we are prisoners of our own devices. Yes, we are. <laughs> we, are, we, we are. We are. We are. Yeah, we are literally prisoners to these devices. Wait a minute. I didn't. I didn't hear. I was checking my phone. <laughs> I know. Everybody's at dinner. They're checking their phone. I, I think we need to go back to the 1970s and just kind of have like I was teasing about the board games and people actually writing letters, but maybe. We need to do something. I'm sure people were shaking. There was probably people shaking. Why is my Facebook not working? I yes, mean, it, I'm sure. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, 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 it's a serious issue. Or my Instagram. Oh, I know. I actually like Instagram better than Facebook, but I, I've been I think liking it a lot too. Yeah. I like it too, but of course, it's owned by Facebook, so really, it's just the yeah. same thing. Like WhatsApp, and it's all owned by the the same company. Mark Zuckerberg's <laughs> got a little bit of cash. You know, it's funny how the yeah. money is, is just you know. Uh, so I have a, a story to tell you regarding money. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, you go to like a store like Louis Vuitton, right? Because I was in Las Vegas at the Bellagio Hotel. Now Louis Vuitton. <laughs> is mm-hmm. one of those stores where you know you know how when you have fu money like yeah. really like a mark um cuban that's fu money right <laughs> mark zuckerberg <laughs> is fu money if you make if you make 500,000 or maybe even a million dollars that is not enough for louis vuitton okay and i'll tell you why so why? we i walked in to louis vuitton at the bellagio hotel why because you can and 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 it was you, you know and i was telling you a story about just starting to ride motorcycles right Right. So um, I walk in there and I saw a motorcycle jacket and I was like, wow, this would be cool getting a motorcycle jacket from Louis Vuitton. 
So I asked yeah. the woman, you know, I, I liked it. It was nice. She goes, would you like to try it on? I said, sure, why not? So I tried on. There's actual pictures of me in the Louis Vuitton store at the Bellagio Hotel with this motorcycle jacket on. Now, Dave, mm-hmm. you're at, you, you know, we're, we're, we're working class people for the most part. How much do you think a motorcycle jacket from Louis Vuitton would cost? Leather. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah of course. You would hope it's leather. But yeah. yes, yes. How much do you think I it would cost? Five six hundred bucks. Right? All right. Well, that that, that would be a, that was what I I would think it would have been yeah. maybe fifteen hundred would have been yeah at most okay. right yeah uh-huh. it was ten thousand dollars <laughs> now what was funny after that <laughs> ten thousand dollars ten thousand dollars but what was you get a mortgage on it yeah or, well you get like a, what I told the woman was that's great but I only paid eleven thousand for the bike. <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm gonna pay ten thousand for the for the uh, so that what I mean by fu money. So oh, I, I told her actually to be honest with you, I liked it that much. I said I would have given her three, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But of course she couldn't take seventy percent off at Louis Vuitton. I didn't have a coupon, right? So you can't go in with a coupon. But it was just she done the she done the uh, the old uh, Pawn Star thing. I, yeah. I, I, I give you two. Uh, that's what I tried. It, they wouldn't take it. I actually, budget, huh? I actually looked online and it's down to 9,300. I think I'm going to use Tootie or something to, uh, to get it. But it, what's interesting, what I mean by that, if you're making a million dollars or let's say 500,000 a year, right? Yeah. Yeah. 10,000 bucks is still 20%. That's a, that's a lot of money for a jacket. I make that kind of jack. I'm not paying $10,000 no. for a jacket. No, no ex- exactly. I'm telling you. But <laughs> if she would have said 1,500, I might yeah. have thought about it. Like that, yeah. 1,500 yeah. would have been at least. You could have said, "Hey, I'll, that'll be the only jacket I ever buy. I'd have to sleep in it." Um, it does it, you know? And w- what was interesting is we went in that same trip because I took my son. It was his twenty-first uh, birthday, so he came with us to Las Vegas along with a friend who we celebrated his fiftieth. So it was a really big, big to do. So we walk into the Rolex store. Now, <laughs> shipping has caused problems even for Rolex. Right? They don't even have any any material anymore. They've got yeah. they don't have any content. So you walk mm-hmm. in there, there's one Rolex in there. And I look at it mm-hmm. and I said, so how much is this? You know, I'm figuring seven grand maybe, right? Ten, ten grand tops. $77,000. I asked her and I quote, does it come, with two, does it come with two bedrooms and a bath? <laughs> 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 I mean, that's what I mean by FU money. Who has that? Much disposable <laughs> income that they seventy seven. It's a watch. For a Rolex. Yes, a watch. <laughs> we looked at other watch. They've got other companies within that Rolex store at the Bellagio, and they've got where you can mm-hmm. walk in, and they and they've got other things. And they showed a watch that was like five grand. That was actually very nice. But again, five grand even would be a, a lot. I spent yeah. one hundred fifty once, and I thought that was too much on a watch. Mm-hmm. Then I got an Apple Watch, and I thought, oh, three fifty is better, I guess. Uh, on an Apple you know, Watch. I think they do that, you know, for the winners. You know, occasionally there's a winner, a big winner. And uh, like I remember last time I was in Vegas, it was for the radio seminar, the, the, the radio convention. What was that? I don't remember what they call it. Uh, years ago. So there was a beautiful, uh, uh, you know, party shirt. And uh, I want to say it was like 90 bucks at the time, 90, 100 bucks, which is, uh, that's for a party shirt. You know, it was good looking. But for me, you know, and this is probably 20 years ago. That was a little bit, you know, more than I wanted to spend. But that night, the blackjack table, 
hit it pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> Bought that the next day. Oh, of course. <laughs> I got their money back. Well, <laughs> you know, and, and I, like I said, I was hoping I would win a little bit and I'd buy the jacket, but I'm not buying yeah. a $10,000 jacket. Like if it, 1500, I would have, I would have probably moved the needle, figured out a way to pay for that. But ten thousand yeah. dollars for a jacket. Much as you paid for the bike. Much yeah, as I, I paid for. You, I mean, I'm not. I'm not sleeping in the damn thing. It's not going to get me. You know, I don't. I hey, don't, here's an idea. There's got to be a knockoff made in China somewhere. Oh, got to be. Uh, got to be. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a knockoff in the in the Vuitton store. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Could have been. I you just. I just enjoy. How them. do you know? <laughs> so it, it's funny when when you go to those stores that when you find like Michael Kors, who you and I would think is kind of upscale, that's like a downgrade compared to Louis oh, yeah. all these other stores, oh, like sure. the Tiffany oh, yeah. and all this other um, nonsense. But uh, yeah, it's fun to go in those shops. I I um, yeah. you know act like a rich person, you know, and uh, do it. It's kind of it's kind of fun when she actually thought I was going to buy this jacket, or at least. She thought I could, which was kind of nice, you know. I think she was just being nice. Like she knew there was no way I was buying it, but she's like, hey, "Would you like to try it on?" I'm like, "Sure, why not?" So I got pictures. So it's just as good, right? I didn't buy the jacket, but I I do have the the pictures. Pictures of you. Yeah, and and, and that's it's kind of. Yeah, send it to me. I've got to see it now. Oh, of I course, I, I might even post it uh, on on Instagram now that we're back up and running with Instagram, because you know, Lord knows if we don't have those you know post post its uh, that we can't do, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Put but, it on Instagram. We'll see it. Yeah, yeah, we'll put it on Instagram. So I wanted to talk to you because you you have been successful with your new podcast, and and it's not new anymore. You're you're coming up on season two, and I am I am so happy for you because the last time when you came on in January second, you were talking about possibly starting one, and and I love yeah. that you you um you ha I don't know why you would listen to me, but you did, and and now you're you're successful at it. And I'm, you know, I will say Mazel Tov to you. Uh, for, Thank you so for much. doing this. And why don't you tell the the uh, the few people that we have listening to tell them about your your podcast? Well, you know, I always wanted to do this. I always did. But I had no clue how to do it. And then you, it, it just it's so funny because, you know, you think about things sometimes and then weird things happen. Right. So I've been thinking about doing this podcast. I'm bored during COVID. You contact me out of the blue and say, hey, would you do my podcast? So I'm like, you got a podcast? Yeah. I'm like, sure. If this I'll idiot can do it, anybody can. You, you got to tell me how you do it. <laughs> so, and you did. So I owe it a lot to you. And then, you know, you just do the research and trying to find the right host and uh, the right equipment. And uh, so I decided to invest a little money. I got a little thing called the Road Podcaster Pro, which I can't speak highly enough. Uh, this thing is amazing. I even do some voiceover work, work and I do a couple of radio shows still uh, right from this piece of equipment that I purchased. And um, I, paid a, I paid a gal to do uh, from Fiverr to do the opening close. Um, and I, my whole idea was to mix passions, my passion for songwriting with my passion for interviewing folks. So, and I live in Nashville. Imagine that everybody around here is songwriters everywhere you go. Uh, you can throw a stone and hit a songwriter in this town. So I just started inviting people into my dining room to play music live. We had to do some on zoom because of COVID restrictions and things, but it just started to build and, and go from there. Now we're into season two. We've had our, our, uh, 10,000th download now. And I use a, a host called Red Circle that I found, which is absolutely free. But the one, the caveat is this, when you read so many downloads, they're going to start putting commercials into your podcast. Right. So, uh, so now they're, they're doing that. I, you know, there's two in the front, two in the back, one in the middle. But the nice thing about that is they pay you a percentage of the ads that they sell. So uh, now we're making a little bit of money and, and a um, couple of shekels and you might be able to get that jacket, you know? 
Yeah. <laughs> and we're nowhere near that jacket, <laughs> friend. Let me tell you, nowhere near that. And like I said, even if I had the FU money, I would spend Yeah, you like money. that FU money? Because there's money. There's even Trump. Yeah. Trump who has money. But yeah. but but uh, Mark Cuban says FU. I've got FU, FU money. When you, Bill Gates that. has FU money. FU money. Right? Jeff Bezos, speaking. Bezos. Has FU money. And speaking of which, I don't know if you All saw guys this. All go out to space. Yeah. Speaking money. of going out to space, the final frontier. We've got, we've got, we've got, Shatner. we're going to have yes. William Shatner is going to be yes. in space. Oh my God. At 90 years old. Yes. Oh my God. Hey, if I'm 90, still kicking around, I want to go to space too. What the hell? Yeah. I, your body can take it. <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. interesting. Look at me. I'm going into space. William yes. Shatner. <laughs> 90, 90 years old. But beat me up, Scotty. Yeah, I mean, and everybody gets upset because Bezos is spending money on, um, you know, the, this rocket and whatever. But it would be like, I mean, he's not really. I'm trying to figure out a good analogy here for the amount of money he's spending on that. It is like a drop in the bucket. It's like if you and I went out to the to the pub and spent two hundred dollars at the bar. That would be the equivalent of what Bezos is spending. On His the face shot. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, he, yeah. he's he got so much money. I mean, it, again, FU money. That's that's what you just have to call it. That's what it is. Yeah. When you have that yeah. kind of money, you can pretty much do whatever you the want. Heck you want. Yeah. Exactly right. It's it's kind of interesting. It's um, it's a great uh, thing. But Bezos uh, got going into space. He's going to have his second, you know, cr uh, civilian crew. And William Shatner's going to do it. Uh, I'm so sorry that Spock isn't around to see it because it would be uh, – it would be kind of cool. Uh, maybe we. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. It, it would be nice. Both do it together. Yeah. I think cool. that what I think he should do, Bezos, he should ask. They should. They should. This is what I'm thinking. It should be a new Back to the Future movie or at least a clip. And it should have. It should be Bezos, Christopher Lloyd, Michael J. Fox. And they should be like. Marty, we're going up in space. It's Back to the Future in 2097. You know, I, I think you do him well, man. <laughs> that that is what I was thinking when I heard this. I was like, well, Bezos should bring them up into space next because that'd be a great new Back to the Future Four. We're up in space. <laughs> he created a time machine for the for. <laughs> I don't know if 1.21 gigawatts would have been enough for that. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, hilarious. Speaking of FU money, getting back to that, um, have you ever watched on on uh, HBO? It's called Secession. Have you ever seen no, se season three? No, I just three? got HBO Max. Well, so you we'll should be able out. to watch it. It's, uh, it's on HBO Max, yeah. It's uh, season three. I would go back and, and kind of binge for one and two. It's an easy okay. watch, although I will tell you this. A friend of mine told me about this show. And secession is very good, but it takes a while to get into it. You have to commit the first couple of episodes. You're like, this sucks. But when you finally realize that they have to introduce all these characters and it's, it takes a while, right? When they finally do, you're like, man, this is good. And then when the time season one ends, you're like, man, this is pretty good. Season two, very good. So season three begins on October 17th on HBO. Wow. So uh, it's the guy that does the, uh, the, the uh, this is terrible that I refer to him as this, but he's the McDonald's guy that goes, ba -da -bum -bum -bum. that's oh, yeah, his yeah. voice, his voice. 
he is a big time actor. What is his name? I can't think of it right now. Brian Cox. Cox. Brian, Brian Cox. Cox. Yeah. Brian Cox. Yeah. Yeah. But I, he's uh, he's low. You know, and it, it's it's kind of um, it's it's a really he's uh, it's a good show. I mean, um, mm-hmm. it's I I really enjoy it. I would recommend it highly. But you have to give it like some people won't last the first episode because you got to know that it gets better. Please don't. You know, don't give up. That's how I was with everybody used to tell me uh, Yellowstone. You got to get into that. And the first episode, it just dragged for me. I couldn't figure out this character. Why? Who that? There were so many things thrown at me and I couldn't follow it. And I just, you know, I'm done. And I love Costner, you know? Yeah. But oh, I, absolutely. I never really got into it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't but watched Yellowstone, but you have to watch the session. Uh, good show. Succession. Did you uh, get a chance yet to see the new Soprano movie? The, uh, it just had come no. out on HBO. So you could, no. you got HBO Max, you can watch it. I actually went okay. to the theater, saw it. There's always people that are going to complain no matter what David Chase gives us. Um, I actually thought it was good, uh, but people said, well, it wasn't what I expected. You know what you expected? You know what's going to happen? Exactly uh-huh. what I told everybody when I did my mob episode with Brian Pitts. We did a mob mm-hmm. episode, and I told Brian, I said, this is what's going to happen. I said, he's going to leave us wanting more. And then they're yeah. going to come up with something because they can't just have a movie yeah, to no, explain everything. So yeah, we're going to, you know, you're going to see a prequel series. I know we will. I'm not guaranteeing right. it, but I'm guaranteeing you're probably it. right. Yeah. Like, did you see nobody with uh Cranston, Brian Cranston, was it, not Brian Cranston, the guy who plays the uh, better call Saul. Oh yeah. It's going, he plays Jimmy. Oh my goodness. Lawyer. Yeah, he just he just unfortunately um, had a heart attack, but he's okay now. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah, back he's okay. on. Don't he's back better on. Call better yeah. call Saul. And uh, his movie Nobody. If you've not yeah. seen that, it's, did you see it? No, I did not. That's uh, oh, ex- extremely good. But when you when it ends, you go, yeah, there's going to be more of these. There's, there has to be more of these. It's going to be a franchise. There's no doubt. Well, uh, ag- agreed. And I think that's you know with the Better Call Saul stuff. You know it, uh, and it's terrible that we can't think of his name because uh, you know it's gonna, we're gonna, it's gonna, it, it's gonna hinder me. And I, I know his name because I could see him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's coming to me, Kirk, Kirk, uh, Kirk. Um, oh my goodness, this is terrible. I feel like it's a great, great radio, right? We're sitting here. Hey man, I'm gonna use my phone. Yeah, why don't you use it? Why don't call you? A friend. Why don't you Google it? Um, Better call Saul. Yeah. <laughs> Something Kirk. Yeah, like Odenkirk. Odenkirk is his last name. Odenkirk. Odenkirk. Right. Bob Odenkirk. Bob, right. I, I am so sorry, Bob. I'd love to have yes. you on the show, but I can't, couldn't even remember your name. How and terrible. we love you, Bob. We love you. you. Are fan- In fact, I love Better Call Saul better than Breaking Bad. I really do. Yeah, it's it, it's brilliant. Um, he oh, was always is. great in, in Breaking Bad also. So Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Bob Odenkirk, I uh, hope you're be- better and certainly, you know, We'll uh, we'll watch yeah. the movie too. Who else is in that movie? There's another famous person in that movie too, right? With Odenkirk. Nobody. I thought there was I one can't. other. All right. Well, I didn't well, see it, but I'm going to go see it. You watch the session. I'll watch. Yeah, I'll watch the session. There's your, uh, and I will watch it. Uh, I like that Brian Cox. So I'm sure that's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure you'll you'll really enjoy Secession. So that's a another good show. Uh, it, you know, kind and of. Dexter coming back. Did you see that? It is. Wow. Dexter coming back to. Uh, it's he didn't die, you know. Well, He's coming back to kill more people. I think that TV they don't have a clue on what they're doing anymore, so they're going for everything. I actually just saw that Blair Underwood is oh set God. to reprise his role as Jonathan Rollins in the sequel to L.A. Law. Really? Yes. Yes. Interesting. I loved L.A. Law. Yeah. Well, that was another good show. So, 
Yeah. Look at this. They're they're going back to the future, right? They're going back to the past to actually the <laughs> to try to get you know, this. Yeah. I mean, and there's like a new Wonder Years. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but um, they say that's pretty good. Um, I'm trying to think. Don Cheadle is yes. the, the guy that narrates it. Right? I think so. Yeah, I think Don, yeah. Don's a he's great. He does everything. He really is. He's Very he's good. good. One yeah. thing that's uh, that is good news. We are kind of keeping some of the past. Apparently, the Peanuts gang is all going to be back on television again. It's going to be as it should be. It's thank on, you. PBS, but you got to find it if you you know you can channel thirteen or whatever in your local market. But uh, they uh, it's going to still be on Apple TV, which they're the ones who uh, kind of took it off TV, uh, which I can't blame them. I mean, they got to try to make some money. But it's um, yeah. the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown is going to be on, and of course the Always love my it. favorite, the Christmas episode. Christmas time is here. Is he? Yes, right. Absolutely. <laughs> One of my favorites. Uh, but it, oh, yeah. yeah, that's going to be on PBS, so you can look for it uh, in uh, The Great Pumpkin, of course, in October. Uh, I'm not I'm not uh, looking forward to what happens after October, the colder weather. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to be able to get on the motorcycle, Dave. I mean, this is this is not good. You know, once mm -hmm. it gets cold, Nashville oh. gets cold, but not as cold as Kentucky where you're, you know. Yeah, and we had one big snowstorm last year. It's like four or five inches, and it shut us down. And they shut it down for three weeks. Yeah. Here's another thing that might burn your butch, Len. Can I ask? Can I ask you? Absolutely. I, was, I came. I went to Cleveland. Just it was the I'm end sorry. of September. I know. I'm wearing my Cleveland Indians hat. Yes. Right. <clears throat> and that's another thing that burns my bush. But I'm not. Here's what I'm going to talk about. I go into a mall because I wanted to buy a Cleveland Browns hat because they're kind of good this year. So I, I walk into Macy's, and this is the end of September, Len, and it's all decked out for Christmas. I know. I mean, the balls hanging down, the red balls and the green and the Christmas sales. I'm like, what? Can we even get through Halloween first? No. Come on. It, it, is, it has been that way for a long time. They do not, I mean, they, they make more money during the Christmas season than they do any time of the year. So they want to push it up as close as they can. And at some point, leave the damn thing up all year round. It's like the song, <laughs> I leave my Christmas lights on all year. Was that that song? Uh, I have two friends that have their Christmas tree all year round. And what they do is they decorate it for like Valentine's Day, then St. Patty's Day, yeah. and then Memorial Day, and then Fourth of July. And they keep decorating this holiday tree. It's a holiday tree. See, there you go. You got, you got all kinds of different things you can you can work right. with it. But it, it's just like it goes back to that National Everything Day. Nothing is special anymore. And it's like that. Yeah. now they're putting Christmas in September. And soon it'll be in, in July. It's like that old yeah. uh, back when I was a kid, they uh, had an electronic store in New York. It was called Crazy Eddie. And you got to look it up uh, on um, on YouTube. I know about Crazy Eddie. Yeah, Crazy oh, yeah. Eddie. Yeah. And it would Crazy. be like, his prices are insane. And they'd have a Christmas sale in July. And they had, they'd had they have him, Crazy Eddie. Crazy Eddie would be in the Christmas suit in July. So, I mean, it's hard to blame. It's hard to blame Macy's because, you know, they've had a rough go of it. But they've done this before. So this is, this is nothing to do with the pandemic. This is everything to do with um, they have moved it up, you know, months, years ago. It got moved up to the middle. Of September, but I always hate that. I there's episode I have. Don't rush my summer. I don't want to see pumpkin anything until October I, the first. Exactly right. That's yeah. it. I don't want pumpkin spice until right. Okay, so let me ask you this: Any radio stations in your area go all Christmas music yet? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I think it starts November first. 
November first. Yeah, I think they wait till November before they they do it. At least they do that. Yeah, yeah. and and then, and that's the thing too. I I I always think Christmas begins when Santa comes down the parade route on Macy's, and then yes. that's when Christmas begins on Thanksgiving. But apparently, people like to put their tree up early. They like to do it. And again, whatever anybody wants to do, that's whatever fine. But don't yeah. push me to do it earlier. We're gonna you do it when you do it. And it's it's very frustrating because it's like by the time Christmas comes, you're exhausted because it's been six months of it by the time you yeah. figure it right. It seems that way anyway. Yeah. And and it's just, we just got out Halloween decorations today. We're late. You're, yeah, well, exactly. You're gonna have to take them down soon. My God, did you get your pumpkin I carved? I mean, no, not yet. I'm not. You know, I'm one of the few people in the world that has never liked Halloween, and I, no. it's not that I I I just don't enjoy the costumes i've never won i i never wanted to dress up as anybody just never i never was big on it either no i don't i I can identify with that so i mean it's coming up and all the kids get excited but i wasn't one you know and the other thing that this burns my bush because since i moved out to kentucky and it's changed throughout the world it's not just or or the united states anyway it Mm -hmm. has changed where trick-or-treating is a set time now through the neighborhood, right? It used to be after school, you just go crazy till about eight, nine o'clock yeah. until it gets dark, yeah. right? You just go yeah. trick or treating. I remember coming home from school, going to like the businesses, and you trick or treat, and you you'd bring your costume, and you'd go, uh, and then go to the neighborhoods, and you you trick or treat. Um, I lived in a building at the time, and I would go up and down the floors, and you know whatever. But what's interesting now is everything's just such a schedule got to have it between six and eight. And, and then we yeah. finally changed. We, we, we figured out that we were a bunch of idiots and we had the times change would happen the week before Halloween. And it was like, then it was dark at four 30 and the kids were out there in the dark and they finally realized that maybe we'll just wait to the time change to the week after. I wish they wouldn't do it anymore. It's another mm. episode I've done. Uh, I don't like the time change, but Halloween is now a structure and there are, there are neighborhoods that, will say, oh, if it rains, we need to reschedule it for the kitties. We need to move it. I mean, come on. Give me a break. Put a rain jacket on and get out there and deliver the candy. Oh, come on. I know. The kids don't (laughs) care. It didn't matter, right? But Exactly. It it didn't matter what it was. But they want to change everything. They want to have it so that they have the perfect... You know, they're they're in their bubble. They're in that, you know, that globe and they could just go around and everything is perfect (laughs) in the world. And you know it's not. Come on. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Well, we can rant and rave and we can scream and yell, but it's it's never going to change. And I don't know. I have a I have a positive story to end on, though. Good. Now, do you play golf? You know, a lot more. I used to a lot more than I do now, as a matter of fact. I, well, I don't get to play much. But you're probably but better than I am. I would say that. But love the game. I like it, too. I'm OK off the tee, but it's the eight or nine shots in between that I have a problem with. But <laughs> but what's interesting is there's a story. Uh, about this. This happened a week ago, I believe. Uh, Most golfers go their whole lives without getting a hole-in-one or an ace, as they like to say. So, you know, this should all make all your weekend golfers and everybody who's played golf before just feel wonderful. Jake Martinez of Tucson, Arizona, has made two, not one, but two holes-in-one. Now, that's – he did it seven holes apart. What? Yes, Seven holes apart in one round, and Dave, I'm not finished yet. Jose Jake Martinez is 12 years old. You're kidding me? No, and he just celebrated his 12th birthday. He was 11 when he did it. Look out, Tiger Woods! Absolutely. 
two. Me? I have, I have, so I have a golf story to tell you. I had just started playing. I got my first set. This is before the internet, but I had Prodigy and, you know, a couple of things back in the, in the late 90s. And I was able to get on to left-handed golf club something or other because I, play, I played baseball left-handed and I, I wanted to play golf left-handed. So I found a site, found a, a, a set of Spaldings for about 150 bucks, got a nice. bag and everything, and I went out to play with friends in Pennsylvania. So I'm going ahead, and I, I don't I, – I, I was a baseball player, but golf was never – I never played at all. So I, I went ahead, and I did some driving range stuff before I started. And I said, okay, well, I'll play, right? So I was just fooling around. You know, I hit a couple good shots in the round. I wasn't doing very well. I get to this par four, and it's a short par four. It's a dog leg left, 260 yards. So I'm hitting it left-handed off the tee. So you would think I'd hit it left, right, right towards the hole. No. I hit it no. right into the fairway bunker, which was the bunker was about 105 yards away from the hole. So I didn't hit it that bad, but I hit it too far to the right. So I'm in the fairway bunker, and I don't know what the hell I'm doing, to be honest with you, right? I've never played before. And I go ahead, and I hit the ball. And all of a sudden, it I see it hit the green. That's all I saw. And mm -hmm. I didn't know where the ball went. So I, I, I wasn't close enough to see, so I had to walk up. I go look, and the ball is in the cup, Dave. You for are an cute. eagle. Yes. Unreal. An eagle. So I tell this story, because not because I'm good at golf, because I have a story that backs this up. I tell the story for the backup reasons. But I got an eagle on my one of my first, first times. First hole you ever played. Well, it was not the first well, hole. It was the first round that I played. Wow. And, and, That's crazy. And, and here's the interesting thing. The next day I play the same course, and I'm on this par five, and I put a 20 down on the score sheet, and I think I probably cheated because <laughs> I hit like four in the water. I don't know. I couldn't even keep track of all the penalty shots. But oh you're supposed God. to only do double par, but whatever. I, Ten would have been – or eight would have been maximum. But I like to keep, a good, keep good books. I used to play a lot of golf all through high school and stuff. And um, the two closest times to a hole-in-one are two funny stories. Uh, the first time I was playing on a golf team – uh, from my high school, and uh, they started me for the first time, and I had terrible, terrible. I just fell apart, joked. So they got me a uh, a lesson with the local pro at Elyria Country Club where I grew up, and so we're playing. And like the third hole is this part three. It's not too far, about a nine iron, and my swing is a total mess. It's I'm just I'm a mess, and I hit, a, I hit the shot and I sculled it. You know what I mean by that? It's just low. Yeah. And it was about five inches off the ground, all the way up to the green, hits the the bunker, pops over the bunker, goes onto the green. It rolls toward the hole, towards the hole, towards the hole. It was a half a ball away from a hole. Oh, my goodness. With the worst shot I ever hit in my life. And the pro goes, well, if that ball would have turned one more time, you'd have had a free round here. Wow. Wouldn't have taken it. I really wouldn't. Have. No, if you felt bad about it. But, you know, these are the, the shades of brilliance. It keeps you coming back. I always say golf is a great day out in the, you know, you're out in the, you know, just outside. You're having a good time. You get the cart. The drink lady comes by. It's a it's a nice uh, event ruined by that little white ball. But, you know, what you are live we in the uh, Cincinnati area, don't you? Yes. So there's a course called Hickory Woods. Do you know that? I've heard Up of it. Milford? Yeah. 
is to play there every Thursday. And there's a hole, uh, a par three, it's over a little bit of a dip, and there is electrical wires that go across in this big tower. And the course rule is if you hit the wires of the tower, you play the ball over, whatever happens. So I hit a shot, pulled it, hit that wire, bounced, it bounced, it bounced. It almost went in the cup, and I'm begging that it doesn't go in because if it goes in, that doesn't count as a hole in one. I have to take the shot over. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was the worst <laughs> shot I ever hit in my life. It almost went in the cup. There you go. Look so at then, you. You're going to eventually yeah. get that hole in one, and you'll be like the kid, although he's he was 11, yeah. Dave. 11. <laughs> He's now 12. He's now 12. Rub that in a little bit. I'll rub it in. 11. Well, Dave, we can go on and on and talk about all these stories, and I appreciate you coming on for a second time. Uh, We'll do it again. Uh, Good luck to your podcast, and give out the podcast uh, information again. Plug it again for me. It's a Songwriter Connection podcast. If you just type it in your your Google, it'll come up. If you love songwriting, these are the songs and the stories behind them, and and, uh, it's more about the craft. You know, the craft. Well, I write the songs that make the whole world sing, and me and Barry Manilow. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can like Lens Burning Bush on Facebook at Lens Burning Bush and follow along at Lens Burning Bush on Twitter. YouTube channel, Lenny L1015, Len Harvey, and listen on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, iHeartRadio. Tune in. You can even ask Alexa to play Lens Burning Bush. We're on Stitcher, Amazon Music, as I mentioned, Pandora, and, um, Thank you, Dave Lanahan. You are. Uh, Thank you, Len. Uh, I love your podcast, brother. Well, Thanks for having me on again. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, I like that you'll uh, you'll continue to do this. But uh, thanks to uh, Dave Lanahan. I'm Len Harvey. We're back with another episode of Len's Burning Bush next week. So long.